Okay, today's Mesirah Yisharim is dedicated Lahatzlaha Avraham Ben Emily, Sarah Bat Mazal, and the entire family, Bezat Hashem, and the Zichut of the Limud HaTorah, and the Zichut of the Tzedakah, that should be Zocheh, Lahatzlaha, Bracha, B'chom Ma'asei Yedehem, Amen. Okay, so we're in a subject here. Extremely fundamental subject, which is called giving kavod to Hashem, giving honor to Hashem. And that includes many different things, but what we're talking about right now is using, let's say, for example, a nice, a nicer lulav. We have two lulavs, one's kasher, they're both kasher. One's nicer. <coughs> hey, we spoke about the concept of bringing a korban to Hashem that's not a balmum. And we see in the Pesukim that we're comparing Hashem to a melech boss of Adam. A king that's boss of Adam. How you machabed him? that's after machabed Hashem. And the Messiah Hashem said... That there is a philosophical argument that some people try to make, which is only coming from the root, that they're not interested in avoida. They're trying to make avoida easy on themselves. Or maybe they have chemdas hamomen, so they don't want to part with their money so fast. So they come up with a shtickle Torah that Hashem is above kavod. And the Messiah Sasharim says, this is a mistake. We have a chiyuv. And it's clear in Chazal, and he's going to now bring like 20 <coughs> riots to that, that we have a chiyuv to be Mechabed Hashem. And yesterday we began the sugya of Mechabed Hashem, and we started off saying that there is one facet of Kavod, which is very important for the one who's giving the Kavod. Not for the recipient of the Kavod, but for the one giving the Kavod. We said over from Yerucham, the point is not for the parents to get kavod. The point is for the kid to give kavod. Because when the kid is mechabed, his parents, then he's going to be mechabed from them all the mesorah and the hadrochah that the parents give. Right? And that's something that's very necessary. So when you're mechabed something or someone... That makes it that you're able to receive from them. That's the Indian covenant with said, the one who's giving the kavod, the benefit is to him. So therefore, so to speak, in this light, the covenant Hashem is, is indifferent to your covenant. It doesn't make a difference to him at all. The whole point why he said that you should be mechabedim is that you should gain more and want to attach yourself more to him, etc., etc. However, we spoke out that there's another facet of COVID, which is a very important facet, and we're going to talk about it more today through the Messiah Sishara, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create a situation where we actually have a yachas with him. We actually have a relationship with him. Now the definition of yachas is that the, the, what's the yachas that he made? The melech and the am. The, the definition of that yachas is that there is a similarity between the king and the nation. Okay? 
For example, like we said yesterday, human beings run the whole world. Hashem put them in charge of the world. Urdu They're in charge of the world. That means even the animals are there for their usage. But we don't say that a human being, the human is the king of the animals. We say the lion is the king of the animals. Because to be a king, you have to be from the same category. You have to be from the same sug. Then you can be the king. Control, that you could do when you're not from the same sug. So what does it say? Ki Hashem ha-melucha u-moshel The relationship between us and Hashem is melucha. En melech belo'am. That means that the melech needs the am. And the am needs the melech. It's a relationship. Umoishel bagoyim. Moishel bagoyim means he rules them. But he doesn't have a relationship with them. The goyim will be compared to like an animal. Just like we could control the animal. We could have the animal work for us. We could train it to do what we want it to do. Right? It's possible to control it. So Moshe is a controller, not a relationship. Melucha is a relationship. You can't have a melech if the am is not makabal and baratzen. And ain't melech beloy am. The metzis of a melech is, he needs an am. Not people. He needs an am. A Moshe can control people, but they're not his am. Because internally, they are not interested in what he has to say. They just have to be forced to behave that way. Right? So like Lamashal, you can have two kids in yeshiva, two bachram in yeshiva. One bachram in yeshiva only listens because he doesn't want to get thrown out. But he doesn't really care about your hashkafa or your ideas. He just doesn't want to get thrown out. So he doesn't want to break rules. <laughs> if he knows there's a rule he can break and he won't get thrown out for it, he'll break it. He calculates his risks. Then you have a Bachar Yeshiva, who's a Talmud. The Talmud wants to do what his Rebbe says. He's listening to do what he says. So even if he has the opportunity to break a rule, he won't break it, right? So a Rebbe and a Talmud is a Yachas. It doesn't mean that someone learns in your yeshiva as your Talmud. Someone learns in your yeshiva as he's in your yeshiva. So clapping the guy who's not your Talmud, the Rashiva or the Mashkiach or the Menayel is the boss. You don't mess with your boss. Just like when you work for somebody, you don't mess with your boss if you don't want to get fired. Clapping the kid who is a Talmud and the Yachas is Rabbi Talmud. Doesn't even need rules, perhaps. So in the perfect rule, a perfect world, a yeshiva wouldn't need rules. For what rules? What do you need rules for? Right? You want to do the rutzah, right? If there's rules, it's because you makabal your Rosh Hashiva, and you said he knows what he's doing, and if he's going to make rules, they're going to make our life better. So even though it's a rule, but ultimately, I was mekabel the melech beratzim. <coughs> mekabel the melech beratzim, then the rules could be rules. But but you mekabel the melech beratzim. 
Not the ruler didn't make Kabbalah Barazim, but the Melech didn't make Kabbalah Barazim, right? So that's what Hashem said. Tikabu Malchusi. First be Mekabu me as a Melech. Va'achakach Gezeirah And then I'll give you rules. Gezeiras are good for people. Keeps people in line. But you have to Mekabu the Melech, right? So you understand? So when we have uh, Hashem for our benefit, gave us an ability to have a relationship with Him. What was the relationship? The relationship with Hashem was Melech and Am. That was the relationship. Now, here's a deep thing. You ready? Say that you ready? Deep thing. A king could be a brilliant person. He could be a kind person, a benevolent person, a very smart, shrewd person. Understands business, understands economics, understands <coughs> how to develop a place that's safe and secure for his people, right? He could, he's very smart in education. He's a smart man. Very well knowledgeable person, experienced person in life. However, <coughs> all that knowledge and all that smartness is only in a state of potential when it's within the human being. Correct? So how does that potential come out to the actual? How does it manifest itself? By having a kingdom. So the kingdom is the makam which allows the king to express his personality and his talent and his knowledge. That becomes the place where it's chal. Because when he makes an army, then you see his koyach. When he makes his economic policies, you see his koyach. When he makes his organizations that help people, you see his koyach. When he makes his education policies, you see his koyach, right? So, so the, the kingdom is the manifestation of the king, right? Even more. When the people in the kingdom go with the hashkafas of the king and the mahalach hachayim of the king, you invite to see the king. To the point that the average human being can't get near the king. But the average human being can know the king without actually getting near the king. How does he know the king? Through the kingdom. How it runs. Right? So, Mr. President, you don't know him. You never met him. You probably never will. But you kind of get an idea of what kind of a person he is. Based on policies, based on the way, right? So you don't have to actually see him or have a conversation with him, right? <clears throat> so how is there a way to know Hashem and the Midas of Hashem and the Hashkafas of Hashem? in the Torah, but they have to be lived. You understand? So the Kovid Amelech is something very basic in Malchus. And the covet of the melech comes from the people. That's Ein Melech Beloyam. Comes from the people. So actually, in a certain degree, the king requires the people. The people require the king, and the king requires the people. That's why, Melech Bamishpot Yamid Oretz. Meaning, a marshal a ruler or a dictator or a person who is just a 
the ruthless killer doesn't care to kill people, right? Doesn't care to destroy people, right? For example, Haman is not a melech. So he says, Now this was a big chiddush that Achashverosh was masking. Why? Because a melech doesn't look to kill people. The melech looks to put people in line and make them behave. But he doesn't look to kill them. That's why when we talk about the Mishpot on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem judges us like a melech. Because his first and primary thought when he comes to sit on Kisei Din is not to kill people. And not to destroy people because a melech beloyam. He needs you. He needs you behaving, but he needs you. Kaviyocho. So he's thinking of ways how to fix you up. So he says, maybe if I uh, give him this Yisurim, it'll wake him up. But it's coming from Melech. Do you understand? It says in the Chazal that uh, Bilam, right, was looking for that moment of Midas Hadin. Every day, there's like a split second with complete Midas Hadin. And if the Mekatrig is Mekatrig and Midas Hadin, you get the strongest Din come out, right? So, so Bilam, it says, He knew Hashem, so to speak, how He runs the world. So He's waiting for that moment of Za'am, He's waiting for that moment of anger, that moment of Din, and what He wanted to say in that second, what can He do in a second? Kalem! Right? Destroy them. What's Kalem? You can read it back another way. Melech. Read it backwards. So Hashem turned Kalem into Melech. What's Mentas? Because Bilam says, Knock him off. Makachin, knock him off. But Hashem acted as a Melech. Ain't Melech Beloyam. Not knocking off his nation for nothing. So part of that Yachas is what keeps us alive. You understand? You can, we could talk for hours about this thing called Melech. Melech is everything. The whole foundation of Kol Kula is Melech. I will explain that to you with time when we go through Matzil's charm a little bit. You have to think about the Melech. That means, Melech means that, this is a very deep point, it's going to come out of the Matzil's charm, it's a very deep point, that if I realize that everything about me, my life, my personality, my talents, my money, my everything I got is for the covet HaMelech, so the honor of the Melech. That means developing my Midas is also Malchis because it's for the Melech. It brings honor to the Melech. My Kachas HaNefesh, my Kalim are for him too. We'll learn a little bit about that coming up in the next paragraph or two. So, big people... All they think about is the Melech. The Yachas that they have in Hashem is Malchis. Kovet Hashem, Rotzen Hashem. Development for Hashem. If you develop your personality and you tell Melechim, you're a Kiddush Hashem. Everything for him. Everything for the Melech. Their whole life is just the Melech. The Gantz 11 is the Melech, right? The whole life is the Melech. So that's, in that respect, you're actually giving Hashem something. Hashem didn't have to make the system that way. 
They don't need you ba'etzah. But he developed a system that's hatava. Because we know that the principle of the world is based on mechaykatoiv lahetiv. Das tfunis, der Hashem, all kinds of chazals. If the world was based on the fundamental principle of Hashem wanting to give good to us. He wanted to give us all my ball. He wants to give. He's a giver. Giver by definition means there's nothing for him. There's nothing in it for him. He's only giving to you. Mative, 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 mative. And that's one of the kavonas that when you say, when I say Hashem, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Hashem, Ehad, one of the kavanas of Echad is Yochid Ban He only has one mode of operating. One mode of operating. Giving and being, being mative. That's it. That means even if you get something which hurts, you have to know it's the Gamzulatayfa, right? It only has one way. One mode of operating. So giving and being mative and for us. And then you have the Chazal says, Everything I did, I did for my honor. So it sounds like it's for you, not for me. Right? And how does that fit? Because the Pesach says, It's like Matitein Loi. If you do good, you're not helping him. If you do bad, you're not hurting him. Hashem is like a rock. He doesn't need nothing. He can't, he can't do nothing for him. Right? How does all these Chazals, they work together, you know? How do you fit all these chazals? So Avada needs nothing. Nothing touches him, nothing changes him. Right? You can't manipulate the way he feels. Right? So how can you say, I did something and I made Hashem angry? Maybe we made Hashem angry. That means you can add something to him. You made Hashem happy, you can add something to him. You can't add nothing to him. He's God. Right? But at the same time it says that in the Tera Ibrahim. Yeah. I prayed to Hashem, I made him change his mind. So how do we reconcile all these, these deep sugyas, you know? So obviously to answer all these deep sugyas, Baragalach is not really so, doing so much justice. But the basic idea is, we can't do nothing for him. But for our good, to earn Olam Haba, he made a system of avoider. But the system of avoider is not arbitrary. You know what arbitrary means? Did anybody here go to school? Arbitrary. It wasn't like, okay, let me just make up something and if you, a bunch of do's and a bunch of don'ts. If you do it, when I tell you to do it, oh, you listen to me. If you don't do what I tell you not to do, you listen to me. I just want to test you to see if you listen to me or not. It's not, it's not arbitrary. He created a system that's mole chokhmah. And it actually does things. It creates reactions in the malchus. You're actually doing something. You're actually changing things. You're actually making reactions. Hashem is revealing to you realities, spiritual realities of good and bad. You can either make covet Hashem or chil Hashem. You're doing something. It's not like a sketch. It's not a scam. It's a real thing. So I am in Malchus. There's such a thing called Hashem gets angry. Midas Adin. In Malchus, 
There's such a thing that you're fun of. In Malchus, everything is happening in Malchus. This world is happening in Malchus. And that's the Avoid Hashem of this world. The Malchus goes on to Elam Habo, but in a different terms of Elam Habo. Mokum Kibbal Aschar. You understand? But that's the relationship. So according to this, Avada Kovid is a real thing. For our benefit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a system that your covet actually is Mechavinim. It changes something by Hashem. In the Malchus, it becomes more Mechubit. So now, if this is true, we understand deeper the Mesil Sashar. Because the Mesil Sashar is saying that mitzvahs, mitzvah, doing the tzivoy of Hashem, there's a concept that in the mitzvah itself, you have to mechabit the mitzvah. Right? It's not a side thing. If covet was only for my benefit, and if I am mechabit Hashem, it'll help me do better mitzvahs. It'll help me be more into it. So then covet is a side thing. It's not built into the actual mitzvah itself. But if the hefzah from mitzvahs, which is doing the Rotten Hashem, is being Mechabed Hashem, it's being Mechabed Hashem, so then the concept of covet in the Etzel Mitzvah, in Ehubay, is a chalik of the actual Mitzvah itself. And that's why, Ad Shlish, you have to go a third more, to make more Kavod. And Hashem says that if you're going to spend even more than a third, I'll pay you back. That's how important it is, that the Mitzvah should be Mechabed. Okay, so these are deep, deep concepts. Deep. And I'll make it a little deeper for a second. Not so deep, but a little deep. Basically, in a nutshell, the battle of life is whose covet comes first, yours or his. That's the bottom line. Because when I'm thinking about my needs and what I want and what's good for me and what feels good for me, that's my kavod. If I do my own ratzon, I'm mechabit myself. If I'm mechabit myself, that means there's a place that I'm chal. But it's conflicting now. So who comes first, me or Hashem? That's the guy of order. This is a big miracle that a human being can either mekabel the malchus shemayim, or he doesn't mekabel the malchus shemayim. Means he's mekabel the malchus atzmai. You know, he becomes the king of his own world. Now, obviously, it's not black and white. It's not all or nothing. It's a big work. But the point is, that's why the Mesil Sisharim said that. As we focus on the greatness of God, you also have to focus on the smallness of man. It's two sides of the same coin. Because otherwise, God's great, unbelievable, big melech. I'm also a shtickle melech, you know. (laughs) That's the problem that we have. So we need to learn how to make that transformation. Obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to be happy in this world. And he wants you to also feel good. So the melech may, uh, it may be important for you to eat good and sleep good and do exercise and even have fun with your friends and 
because you'll be a healthier man. But for the Melech. You understand? Everything for him. Everything for the king. For the king, for the king, for the king. You always have to ask yourself the question. You're in a relationship and you have a problem. How would the king want me to respond in this situation? You see, if you learn how to bring the king in, then it's a life changer. You have to learn how to bring the king in. Well, how do I know what the king wants me to do in this situation? You can try learning. You might find out something. You follow? Or you can ask Chachmei Yisrael or Eitzel. But we have to get into the mode. It's a big training, not a small thing. It takes a long time. Like I told you a hundred times. I'll tell you another hundred times. It's not all or nothing. But you have to begin somewhere to say, what does the king want me to do now? Because that's the only thing that's important. That's called being Mechavad Hashem. That's called Yiras Hashem. Because Yiras Hashem means recognition, like we said. To recognize the exaltedness of the king, right? So with the recognition comes the fact that I see his greatness and makes me feel humble before him. It makes me feel the emotion of Busha, which I have to give you a class on to explain exactly what that emotion is. It makes, develops now within me the concept of bringing honor to the king and the concept of bringing honor to the king we'll see when we learn tomorrow is everything I do the king is on my mind okay we'll stop here for today